Hello everyone. You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast, we provide reliable exosome-related services and products to clients around the world. Our services cover all aspects of exosome isolation and purification, identification, antibody and engineering. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As a sharing guest, Dr. Hofstadter came to our program today as promised. Let's welcome Dr. Hofstadter with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Hofstadter? Good evening everyone, good evening Connie. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation, I'm very excited to be here. In the previous program, we learned that exosomes not only contain proteins, but also functional RNAs that can be transferred to recipient cells. This kind of RNA is called exosomal shuttle RNA. In addition, we briefly mentioned that there is an inseparable relationship between exosomal shuttle RNA and various tumors. According to the difference in size, we distinguish the two confusing concepts of exosomes and microvesicles. Not only that, exosomes have a special RNA profile which is another important feature different from microvesicles. After that, we discussed the characteristics of the horizontal transfer of exosomal shuttle RNA. In simple terms, exosomes can transfer RNA to recipient cells. The membrane of exosomes can fuse with the plasma membrane and release their contents into the cytoplasm of the recipient cells. Today, we will learn more about exosomal shuttle RNA. Where do we start, Dr. Hofstadter? As we said before, the cargo of exosomes is transported to recipient cells, including microRNA and messenger RNA. Equally important, the transfer of RNA from one cell to another via exosomes will lead to functional biological effects associated with RNA in the recipient cell. So, today, let's start with talking about these biological effects. Since exosomes themselves do not have a complete mechanism for protein production, the function of exosomal messenger RNA needs to be proved by in vitro experiments. The researchers isolated exosomal messenger RNA from mouse mast cells and used it for in vitro translation of platelets. The results showed that exosomal messenger RNA has the function of being translated into protein. Is it convincing enough to explain the function of exosomal messenger RNA just through in vitro translation experiments? Are there other related experiments that can further confirm this result? Good question. In fact, before adding mouse mast cell-derived exosomes to human mast cells, the researchers analyzed the messenger RNA and protein content of these exosomes. The newly produced mouse proteins can then be recognized in human cells. These proteins exist only in the form of messenger RNA in the donor mouse exosomes, not in the form of proteins. Therefore, the combination of these data indicates that exosomal messenger RNA is functional and can be translated into protein in the recipient cells. Recently, Two independent studies have further demonstrated that the messenger RNA in exosomes is functional. Their results showed that the messenger RNA encoding the luciferase reporter gene can be transferred through exosomes and lead to luciferase activity in the recipient cells. 
Interestingly, the luciferase activity in the recipient cells depends on the number of exosomes. Hope this answers your doubts. Great, thanks for that. In addition to messenger RNAs, can microRNAs, which play an important role in the process of RNA interference, also be able to reach the recipient cells to function through the transfer of exosomes? Certainly. Many studies have also shown that not only messenger RNA can be transferred to recipient cells through exosomes, but microRNAs can also be transferred to recipient cells and function in recipient cells. Let me give you an example. Epstein-Barr virus, EBV for short, transformed B lymphocytes release exosomes containing mature EBV microRNAs. The researchers transfected luciferase vectors with EBV microRNA regulatory sequences into cells, and then incubated these cells with EBV microRNA's lymphocyte exosomes. It was found that the luciferase activity in these cells was reduced by 80%. The result means that the luciferase activity of cells expressing the interfering EBV microRNA binding site is significantly reduced. It shows that exosomes can regulate microRNA-mediated inhibition of specific target messenger RNA in recipient cells. That is when incubated with exosomes containing specific microRNAs. The luciferase activity of the recipient cells transfected with the luciferase reporter gene is inhibited. Am I right? Yes. And similarly, Transfecting cells with lentiviral vector short hairpin RNA also showed the function of exosomal microRNA. Exosomes isolated from cells transfected with lentiviral vector short hairpin CD81 can induce downregulation of the surface expression of CD81 in recipient cells. In summary, these studies indicate that microRNAs encapsulated and transferred through exosomes have functions in recipient cells and can regulate targeted messenger RNAs, leading to changes in cell phenotypes. As we briefly mentioned in the previous program, the amount of RNA contained in exosomes is quite different from that of donor cells. What does this mean? This implies that the donor cell will classify the RNA and allow certain specific RNAs to enter the exosomes. I mean, this involves selectivity. Therefore, unlike some slightly larger microvesicles, exosomes do not randomly take up RNA from the cytoplasm of donor cells. Really? Then why do cells classify these RNAs first? What is the mechanism for completing this process? Unfortunately, the mechanism behind this classification is unclear. But I do notice some published papers have some related statements about these issues. One of the studies showed that microRNAs were mainly detected in compartments assembled with endosomes and multivesicular bodies together with RNA-induced silencing complex protein GW182 and Argonaut2. Interestingly, GW182 and Argonaut2 are the two main components of RNA-induced silencing complex and are necessary for effective gene silencing. Why are endosomes and multivesicular bodies instead of other organelles? Because multivesicular bodies are where exosomes are formed and also contain high levels of GW182. Indeed, microRNA has little to do with these organelles, such as lysosomes and endoplasmic reticulum. 
I think it may be because the silencing ability of microRNA and the sorting ability of GW182 into multivesicular bodies depend on the multivesicular body-related endosomal sorting complex required by the transporter. This is exactly the conclusion reached by the above-mentioned research. Therefore, researchers believe that the multivesicular body is the place where the RNA-induced silencing complex is assembled and loaded. These observations may be important findings in understanding the load of exosomes. Speaking of multivesicular bodies, I learned that there is an enzyme called neutral sphingomyelinase that is involved in the hydrolysis of sphingomyelin to form ceramides. It is also important for the budding of intracellular vesicles into multivesicular bodies. Does it have anything to do with the level of microRNA in the cell? Inhibition of neutral sphingomyelinase does not affect the activity of microRNA, but it can reduce the secretion of microRNA. Not only that but the secretion of exosomal proteins will also be reduced due to the inhibition of neutral sphingomyelinase. Similarly, the overexpression of neutral sphingomyelinase can induce microRNA secretion without affecting the intracellular microRNA levels. In general, multivesicular bodies and the correct loading of sphingomyelin has a great influence on the level of microRNA in exosomes. Even this is essential for a variety of related biological functions. And on that cheerful note, I think we're going to end the episode. Thanks to Dr. Hofstadter for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. Next Saturday, we will follow Dr. Hofstadter to learn more about exosomes and their RNA. See you next time. Thank you. I hope to see you again for the next episode.